Like we started the 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 show out with some some footage from uh, uh you were performing with Kirk Franklin, correct? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> oh man, and Kirk Franklin's an amazing artist, and and just Absolutely. like I mean, he has to be the king of the gospel world, right? Like the, the, yes, <laughs> I think he's on top. Yes, he is. He is one of the godfathers of gospel music. Yeah, um, uh, definitely a legend in his own right. What, what was that like uh, to sort of be trading riffs and trading runs with uh, with with one of the greats? Oh, that um, that feeling is uh, always going to be you know, unexplainable, like incredible, you know, growing up, like a lot of the legends and gospel artists that uh, I grew up to, uh, like, you know, who like made life happen for me. Yeah. Um, you know, being able to sing with them, share a stage with them. It's like, it's an amazing feeling. Yeah. Absolutely. I couldn't imagine. Now, in, especially in that moment, and you're sharing the stage and I'm sure there's way more people involved in the gospel world that I'm just not familiar yeah. with. I, I, I enjoy gospel, but I'm not like someone who's like hardcore in, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I played gospel music in a church for like a few months and that was amazing. It was like boot camp for Whoa. me. Yeah, it, it changed the way I looked at music because, I mean, just... I mean, you know how it goes. Like you, you're you're trying to find the key as the the deacon is hooping and stuff, and you're just trying to, you know what I mean? Like it was that whole experience, which I absolutely loved. Um, and yeah. and to me, that to me, I feel like the Baptist Church and gospel music. I, I think that is if if I was gonna go hardcore into a you know a, a religious a non-secular, or is that, no, a secular path. I think I would go mm -hmm. that path. What's up, Naders? Welcome in. Uh, because it's just such a, a lively environment. I mean, it, it's like all morning long. Everybody's on their feet. I mean, everyone's sweating by the time they leave church. I absolutely loved it. You, you just feel, you could just feel the spirit in you, in there. So, I don't know. It, it, I, I forgot what we were even talking about. Why did I even start talking about? <laughs> and, but, wait, oh, yeah, I remember what we were talking about. Oh, you're sharing the stage with all these folks. Uh, but in this moment, like when you're about to go on stage and you know you're going to go sing with a legend, are you nervous? Are you are you scared? Or, or what, what, what's the, the feeling in that moment for you? I mean, anxiety is at an all time high. Um, you can ignore you know, that, Melvin. Just just push oh, no, right through gonna, that. Push right through. Just say this. I love absolutely all of this uh, show right now. It's completely amazing. Um, so shout out to everybody who is who's watching. You guys are hilarious. Move um, Dutch, but thank but, you, my friend. I appreciate you. But yeah, so um, you know, nervous is definitely a word. Like I get nervous all the time. Yeah. Um, a lot of people ask me why because you know it's so talented. Just and the third. For me, it's different because, you know, you have so many things to think about, like, you know, what you're about to do, um, why you're doing it, you know, making sure that, you know, your heart is right, your spirit is right mm. for what you're about to do, you know, you know, meaning ministering to people. Um, and then, you know, you want to make sure your skill is to par, you know, for yeah. the night, like, Absolutely. you know, whatever you have to do, you want to make sure you execute well. So all of that stuff, like, piled into one nerves everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know, I find a way to get through it. Um, typically, it's like when I 
when I start singing, there's just like a shift and, yeah. you know, I can, the nerves leave. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, no, the, it, it is that really cool thing with music or performance where it's like, um, you could be so nervous and then once you're in it, it's like you're just transported to another location. Like you're just in another right. dimension because all that yeah. sort of falls away and you, you're just in this moment. And uh, mm-hmm. that's what's so beautiful about art and, 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 and uh, music and, and, and I mean even like prayer is that it sort of brings you to center it brings you to presence right like absolutely i feel like that's such a huge thing for people um uh, a thing that people are missing a lot these days is trying to find that place of presence is that something you would you agree with yeah um of course you know it's it's it takes a lot of work and it takes relationship to be able to um to move effectively um, mm. in the right way. Um, and so, you know, the struggle, you know, we struggle a lot, you know, a lot of people struggle with it, you know, in their everyday lives, you know, um, everybody has their own story, mm. um, their own situations, things that they deal with on the inside from a day-to-day basis. Um, so it's all about, you know, um, you and the father just taking that and dealing with it together. Mm. It's relationship. And you always should allow your relationship to show um, when you're doing, you know, when you're ministering, um, because it's important. Uh, the anointing is what makes a difference in every every situation when it comes to um, this faith. Um, you would, if you would say that, you know, it's basically having God's hand and being close to Him, and you know, like just opening your ear and your heart to what He wants to say to His people through you. Mm-hmm. Um, like I never, I never want to be an artist that is just skilled. Um, I want to have the anointing of Jesus uh, upon me so that I can minister to people, mm. um, that I can, you know, save souls, lead people back to Jesus. That is the entire reason why I do this. Mm. So That's beautiful. Yeah. Was it, have, have you ever thought about taking a, uh, a, a, a was it non-secular path? That's right. It's non-secular would be outside of religion, right? Is that right? No. Secular no, music. Thank you. Secular Non-secular is religion. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I get mixed I, up. I will say this. I, um, the, doing gospel music, Christian music, kingdom music, uh, is, is what I want to do. That mm-hmm. I just know that is my path. Yeah. But at the same token, um, at the end of the day, I love music. I, 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 uh, I bless God every day for just the gift of music. Um, so, you know, I would love to do different covers, different, you know, situations like country music, jazz, um, you know, I'll do pop, you know, it's just, you know, of course, it, you know, just has to go with what I'm comfortable with, you yeah, know, in my course. own space. But music is just what I love. Um, yeah. I love taking from different genres and putting it to what I know and using it for gospel music because, you know, it creates an entirely new thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, you mentioned doing music, doing secular music that makes you feel comfortable. Is there any secular music right now that is makes you feel uncomfortable? Like anything in pop music right now that is sort of makes you uncomfortable? What sort of subjects and things? Um, I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily say uncomfortable. There are some songs that are just like a little off the edge, but you know, I listen to all types of music. Um, and I don't disrespect it because you know, that's art for people, you know, even though, um, you know, a lot of different genres, we don't share the same faith, you know, um, 
that's still art. That's their art. That's what makes them happy. So, you know, of course I, I'll accept it, but you know, there are, there are a lot of things, you know, in my day to day that I just, I don't listen to. Like I'm not the biggest rap person. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I, I love rap. Like, there's a lot of rap songs yeah. that I do know, like now growing up, like, you know, cause everybody sings the songs, my friends and stuff, you know, right. like no, learn the song, but um, you know, there, you know, I'm not, I'm really like open to hearing, you know, pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I feel that, man. Yeah. Like there, there used to be this idea in my head that if it wasn't this kind of music that I like, it sucked or it stunk, you know, like, and it's like <laughs> yeah. or it's bad music. And it, I've just come as I gotten older and been in, you know, this, this business for so long, it's just like, man, it's just music and there's a place for it for, you know, like there's a, there's a fan for it somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and either way, you're still tapping into something, you know, I, I don't know, divine. I feel like when you're even, even if you're playing secular music, you are tapping into something unknown. And if you want to label it divine, that's fine too. But like, uh, I, I do feel like you are tapping into something bigger than you and you are sharing that with people. And and then that's beautiful, whether it's non-secular or secular. Um, mm. When you see stuff like, uh, I don't know, like, <laughs> I asked Doe this. Are you, are you familiar with Doe? Yes, love her. Love she her. she's amazing. I asked Doe the same thing, but like when you see like I don't know, I I know you said you're not a big rap guy, so like you might just be checked out of that whole scene, but when you see things mm-hmm. like Travis Scott, uh, for instance, had this thing called Astro World and um uh, it was in Texas and there were some tragedies, but one of the big things that people are sort of pointing out is the imagery that he chose and and uh because it was all like demons, it's very satanic. And then you have songs like, you know, uh, like WAP, for example. Uh, mm-hmm. wh- how, how do you feel about, how do you feel like that affects society? Do you think it's a, a, a bad thing? Do you think it's an okay thing? Like, wh- how do you feel about these sort of songs? And when you see these imageries coming to the mainstream and stuff, how does that make you feel? What do you think about that? Um, in in my opinion, you know, this is just my personal opinion yeah, of according to what I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, I do feel like it's not a good thing, um, especially for, um, you know, that satanic, demonic presence to be broadcasted as such mm. um, to people. Because, you know, um, there are there are so many souls um, that are at stake, um, you know, that could be on the brink of, you know, like technically life or death and just by seeing that like whatever it was you know that could cause a break in the wrong direction mm-hmm. um like you know we want to lead people back to jesus or you know for the for the time being if we can't get them to jesus fast enough you know keep them away from if that makes sense you mm-hmm. know um and even still you know the stuff is broadcast as you have kids like you know kids you know kids are so vulnerable spiritually um they they are literally like sponges so what they see they're going to soak in and they're going to show um so we have to be very careful about you know and even if you don't share the same faith as i do like do you really want a child anywhere do you really want a child to be associated with what you're doing yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, it does. Um, it does. 
please. Continue. Yeah. So that's that's kind of you know that's kind of my take on it. Um, it's not it's not it's not a good thing for me. <laughs> no, I, I so. dig it. I dig it. And and, and you know I, I agree. I mean, in, in my head, because I am an artist and I do lean towards that like open mindedness to like everything. Because mm-hmm. there was a time in my life where I was a fan of of uh, and I still am to some extent of of like Marilyn Manson. You know, and he was very well mm-hmm. known for projecting those sort of imagery and. You know, it, it's been sort of this thing. It, it's um, that kind of imagery, like say tank or even sex, uh, like WAP, for instance. Uh, yeah. You know, these things have always been sort of used to push and market, you know, artists and stuff. And so in my head, I kind of give it a little bit of freedom where it's like, well, this is just artistic expression. But then at some point, you have to you have to realize that, yeah. People are impressionable, right? And if there are just if you're just letting your kids listen to you know WAP and and this is what a young lady thinks is the right way to live, which I'm not saying it's not. You know, you want to live however you want to live, do your thing, bucket in a mop, baby, do your thing. But it's still, it's like, um, but still, if that's what little kids, little girls are listening to, or if little boys are seeing people, you know, loving the devil and doing all this crazy stuff, people are impressionable. And the problem is that parents, not all parents are involved in, or are that involved where they're protecting their kids. So it's just one of those situations where it's like, we have to rely on personal responsibility for parents and, and for kids who are listening to this. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe personal responsibility on behalf of the artist, but not all art is made for all people. So, you know, I don't know. It, it's a weird place for me because I, I, on one hand, I definitely agree that kids are soaking this up. But then on the other hand, the way I see things with art is like, well, this is just their art. You know, I don't yeah. know. How does that fall in your ears? I mean, for me, it all goes back to the the message behind the art. Mm-hmm. Um that you know and a lot of kids you know there there can be a lot of subliminal messages um you know i just don't believe that um children should be exposed to that sort of thing not and and you know like of course you know people are going to live how they want to live unless they are led somewhere where they're they're willing to go Mm. um but and, and, and I'm not just limiting this to children, um, but speaking of children, you know, the children are our future. Yeah. How do you want our, is this what you want our future to look like? Mm. Yeah. Is, this, is this what you want to see, like, in the future? How, how, how will a child that is associated with this handle us as a whole in the future? Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, and, and that that is a thing. I mean, I have a son, uh, I, I and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I want him to consume things that are, you know, wholesome, and, and if he does see something that maybe he doesn't understand, it's like, well, I'm there to to make sure that he does understand it. And, and yeah. the way that me and my wife sort of, we raise our child, we, we are in his business, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't yeah, yeah. get to have, like, his little secrets and stuff, I mean, so, like, we are very much in his business, and, and I don't think everyone has 
the time to do that. Like we also homeschool mm. our sons. So like there's also the okay. influence of others at school that's sort of eliminated with that as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's good. And he's well, he's well, you know, um, mannered and he, he's, he's grown up with kids around him. So he's not like all shy or anything at all. But it's, I, I, I don't think that people have the time or the energy to put into their child like that all the time. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree. It's like, I, I think that having kids absorbing that information um, that's just everywhere all the time, you know, it, it's probably not a good thing considering that they are the future. Um, uh, uh, but, but yeah, I, I, there's a time and place for art I feel like as well. And, 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 and this is just me getting older. And I feel like as I get older, I'm looking at the world in a little bit more of a narrow view. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I'm seeing what it is to be a parent. And I'm seeing what it is to raise another human being and seeing how that human being is going to affect the world. And, um, you know, I, I, I've gotten a little bit more like I said, narrow-minded in certain ideas. It's like, no, not every child should be singing bucket in a mob, wop, 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 whatever, you know? Like, not every child should be going to Astro World and seeing demon Satan things everywhere or listening to music or watching shows that are inappropriate because that, like, there's no reason for them to be thinking about that right now, you know? I mean, they should be learning how to be a person, not, like, learning all this crazy stuff, but then also you can't overprotect your children. How are you? How are you? How are your parents with you? Were you, uh, were were they strict? Were you, were you, uh, I mean, I know that both of your parents were very, uh, very religious, obviously, but they were also in the music industry and the gospel music industry. So how was your parents? How was growing up with you? Uh, were you, were were they strict or, or were you just a good kid? They didn't need to discipline. Like, how was that for you growing up? Oh, well, for me, they, they were, so, you know, I think, and I think this goes with a lot of kids, um, you know, there, my dad was the more lenient one uh, with me. I'm the only child. Okay. So he was, he was, he was more lenient with me until it was, it was something that, um, was like a core lesson for me, mm. um, like responsibility, lying, like mm. I wasn't, I was not a golden child. I'll just say that. Like <laughs> I, I got in trouble a lot um, hey. for doing a lot of dumb things. Um, but you know, that's, that's most kids. Yeah. Um, and you know, growing up with them, yes, it was very, it, I, I couldn't do a lot of things. Like, you know, I couldn't go hang out with friends all the time. You know, a lot of my friends would get to go to different places, different concerts and different things. I, I was the one that could not go. My parents were very protective over me. Um, I wouldn't say overprotective. Now my mom, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion. Yeah, yeah, um, please. She was she could be um overprotective at at times. Um but you know, I think all mothers that love their sons and sons that love their mothers, they butt heads. Um and that's just that's just how the wind blows. Um so we used to, you know, like mom like you know how I am, you know I'm responsible enough to at least do this, and you know, like she would say, no, I had to. Mom played my mom played a joke on me. It was really like I got so upset one time. Um, I had to go sing somewhere, um, and my mom had you know agreed to let me go uh, by myself. It was in you know the local area, or whatnot. Um, literally got dressed, 
um, for the event. The event started in about an hour, running a little late. Um, went to my mom to tell her I was headed out, and she told me I couldn't go. Oh. And it was just so bad. But luckily, it was a joke. Oh. But it was she made me like she made me like twenty minutes later because she actually made me believe that oh my. I couldn't go. So it was it was just it was like stuff like that. Like she wanted me to know like if I say you can't go, even if it's five minutes before you can't go. Yeah. So it was you know it was that type of stuff. So growing up was a little interesting. I was homeschooled too cool. for a while. Um, um, I went to four different high schools, which was insane. Um, but you know I couldn't listen to a lot of rap music. I couldn't listen to a lot of R&B. Um, I would, you know, we, we played gospel. Um, my dad put me on to um, Harry Connick Jr. Um, my mom, you know, her one of her favorite artists um, was Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, um, so that's how I got introduced to jazz and that whole, you know, different genres aspect of, you know, what I do. So growing up was interesting, but cool. It was great. It was great. You were homeschooled and then you said you switched schools. Was it just because your family traveled a lot because of the business or was there a different reason? Actually, to be honest, um, so it started around middle school. I was uh, bullied very bad in middle school. Um, so my mom pulled me out of middle school, um, at the, let's see, seventh grade. Um, and I finished the year out homeschooled did my eighth grade year homeschooled, uh, graduated the homeschool from middle school. Mm. Um, then for my freshman year, I went to a private high school. Um, and then my sophomore year, I went to a charter school, different school. Then, um, my junior year, uh, I went to a different private school Mm. and then my senior year I was homeschooled again. Um, which was, yeah. And that was because of the severe bullying, all those changes? Well, really, no, no. Um, really, the uh, middle school was the bullying. Mm. That was the, the, like, when I was bullied the most. Um, I mean, you, every kid gets picked on at some point in high school. Um, so it wasn't because of that. Um, my parents did, you know, move around a lot. Um, they actually separated mm. um, before they both passed. And they, um, it was just a lot of moving around. So I had to switch switch from this school then there was uh problems um with like administration at another school and my parents wanted to pull me out so they did that and um it was a lot it was a lot during high school (laughs) no no i mean i i switched schools a lot too and mostly because it was my behavior because i was just obnoxious and just doing (laughs) doing the most but um yeah i i know how that is man there's just that unstable uh, it, it, there is something that is unstable about that, you know. There's no, you mm-hmm. know, like to not be able to grow up in like a, a in a school district and know like the same kid you went to kindergartner with, and now you're yeah. 40 and you guys are sharing a beer or whatever. Um, you know, <laughs> I never had that. I never had that kind of connection with people. There's a sort of lifelong thing with another person. Uh, but yeah. but it, I, I I I was lucky because I got bullied too. I was I was I was mm-hmm. way overweight. I was like uh, I was like three hundred and twenty some pounds in high school and stuff. So it's like wow. So I would get bullied, but I I I was lucky enough that I developed a sense of humor and was able to sort of like flip it, and then I was yeah. able to sort of own it, and and people you know sort of garnered respect in that way. 
but same here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just sort of survival skills, man. Because like, you gotta high school and and school. That's a treacherous grounds, man. Those are treacherous grounds. Kids are cruel, awful little. I, I was gonna beast. say, I was say all the time. Kids are mean, man. Kids <laughs> are the worst. worst. Like, it's so bad. And they, and they carry diseases. It's like, you don't got no reason to be mean. You're like, you, you, you'll give me COVID and you, without even knowing, punk. Right, right. <laughs> Get out of here, man. Get out of here. But no, I... Um, I, 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 I'm sorry to hear that you, you had to deal with that as a kid, man. That's that's tough. I know that's not easy, especially you, you seem like a sensitive person and you're an artist. <laughs> obviously, obviously, for yeah. your artists, we're sensitive. We're sensitive people about a lot of things. So it, it's yeah. it's 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 tough in those things. Do, do you have you always dealt with anxiety? Is that always been an issue for you? I don't know, actually. Um, and I don't you know, I don't deal with anxiety um, too bad, thank God. You mm-hmm. know, I I've never really had a panic attack or anything like that. But um, I guess around the time, you know, when um, so after my mom passed, mm-hmm. um, I like went to college like a week after her funeral. Well, maybe like two weeks after her funeral. Wow. Um, which was the worst decision I ever made in life, and I didn't realize it until, you know almost two years later that I literally shouldn't, I should have like took the time to grieve and just, you know, try to heal from, you know, that, um, because that was a heavy loss for me. Um, so, you know, you know, a lot of things started happening. I had to kind of be an adult, um, you know, kind of be at school and try to, you know, take care of my own life, you know, from back home and, um, you know, family and, and different things like that. So, you know, um, I started getting anxious about a lot of things, you know, um, it was just, it was hard. It was hard. Um, but you know, I have a, a, a better handle on things, of mm. course, now years later, um, getting close to 10 years later. So, um, God is good. He's, he's been good. He's been keeping me. So, yeah. Did, did you, uh, did, you know, like, I know that there's, I don't know. Did you, did you like seek therapy or anything or, or did you find like therapy, you know, quote unquote therapy within the church? Like how, how were you able to sort of, uh, you know, get a better handle on your, you know, anxieties. I have anxiety too. I'm medicated, man. Yeah. Like I had to like straight up <laughs> take chemicals just so I could not be like, oh, ah, man. which which is terrible. It was something I never wanted to do, but no, whatever. And anyways, uh, <laughs> How how did you sort of get a handle on this? Um, so I, honestly, and you know, it's crazy. I am actually um, for the first time about to meet with a therapist oh. within a few weeks. Um, oh. Never met with a therapist before, so I'm excited about it, nervous about yeah. it. I know I'm probably going to cry a lot, <laughs> um, as most people do. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, but you know, it was really, really my relationship with God that. Um, you know, got me through that. Um, you know, I believe God uses people. He sends people, um, you know, so that his children can be taken care of. Um, and so, you know, with my family, my extended family, my church family, um, they really, you know, they were all my rock, like here on earth, mm. you know, who helped me get through, like, if it, if I needed food, if I needed money, like if I needed, you know, something, if I needed to just talk to vent to, you know, anything anything i needed i was always taken care of and i knew it was god um you know just taking care of me because um 
you know, you a lot of people would ask, you know, why, um, God, why would you take my parents from me at such a young age? Mm. Like I haven't even, I barely graduated high school. Um, you know, so it's so many, so many questions, so many confusing uh, questions. But when you when you get to a certain point and you realize that you're still here, you're still in your right mind. You know, you look back and say, you know, God did all of that for a reason. It was for me um, to better me, even though I had to suffer some loss. I know my gain is going to be so much greater in him. And literally my life to this point is a testimony of that. So it's 110% true um, that, you know, God just rewards those. If you stay with him, Hmm. stick with him, you know, communicate with him. Um, because he wants that. He understands, like, he he allows us to go through so that we can get closer to him mm. um, and, and get closer to others, like, share his love. Um, so that's why I testify, like, I'm here now. I can minister to people who have lost their parents at a young age. Yeah. Like, you know, I can help them. What if they're, I, I never wanted to commit suicide, thank God, but what if there's somebody that's in my situation that wants to do that? But I've been through it. I'm still here. Yeah. I can help you hold my hand. Like, let me lead you. Let me help you. Um, and that's why I think God allows us to go through certain things so we can help somebody else too. Yeah, man. I, I, yeah. I, I you know, like, even if you don't share that, you know, the share that belief in, in, in God in that sense, I think that people can sort of, if you're paying attention in those darkest hours, there's always sort of a little light at the end of the tunnel and you can call that God, you can call that, you know, destiny, whatever you want to label it. It does seem like when we come to our darkest hours and we're staying true to, you know, yourself and, and you know, you're following and, or, you know, you're staying true to God, however you want to frame it. Um, you do find that things get better. Like you, you hit rock bottom and it's like that old say, right? Like you, you can only go up from the bottom, right? Like it's just, yep. you're in your darkest moments. And it seems like if you can stick to it, if you can sort of stay true to yourself and stay true to sort of your, your, your moral compass or, or your, your faith, um, I do feel like you are rewarded, uh, universe, God, whatever rewards those who are, who, who stick with it. And, and, uh, you know, have their darkest hours, man. It's just uh, time after time after time, loss after loss, you know, it always seems like something incredible comes out of it. And, you know, it's horrible. Like, I lost my father as well. And, uh, I'm sorry, I'm yeah, well, likewise, man, I, I know it's tough. It's not easy to lose the mm. patriarch or, or the matriarch for that matter. I mean, like, yeah. um, but it's, uh, 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 you know, like, in that moment where he was on his deathbed, there was just so much stacked against me in life. And Mm. then, but out of that came like my sobriety, my child, like my loving Mm. relationship. You know what I mean? Like it just made me focus more on, you know, like uh, on being a better human being instead of just making these same stupid mistakes that, you know, that make all the time. So it was just this incredible amount of pressure that ended up creating like a diamond path, you know? So like, I I really, I I really, you know, it sucked that that loss happened, but you know, it's God or the universe is testing, right? They're testing us to see if we can, um, if we're going to crumble and submit or if we're going to rise above. And uh, I always love to hear when people rise above, like, like yourself. Um, how long was it 
uh, when you, how long was it, you know, like after the loss of your parents, um, was it, were your career in, you know, gospel music and, and, you know, secular music started to take off? Um, so my mom passed uh, July of 2016. Um, so my parents were heavily involved, involved mm. in the gospel music industry since I was born, since before I was born. Yeah. Um, so I really kind of grew up in the gospel industry. Gotcha. Um, even before they passed, I started to, you know, take engagements. Um, people would have me come sing every now and again, different places. Mm. Um, um, but, you know, when, you know, I, I reached a different point in about 2019 when I um, went to Sunday Best. Um, mm. That was kind of just like a stepping stool for me to actually get into, get my own foot into the industry, if that can, makes sense. For um, people that don't know what Sunday's Best is, could you just give them a quick explanation of what it is? Yes. Sunday Best is um, the gospel version of American Idol or The Voice or America's Got Talent. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it's the gospel gospel industry version of that. Um, so it was a competition. Um, it started off with 20 contestants, um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I made it all the way. I still look back and be like, you know, I don't know how I did it, because <laughs> I have no clue. But, um, you know, I'm grateful to God that he allowed it, allowed it to happen. So Yeah. Now, is it is it like American Idol, where, where the audience chooses or helps choose, or is it more the judges on the t- on the show? Yes. Um, it's, it's a little bit of both. Mm. Um, so... When we were at 20 contestants, um, they didn't have an audience uh, when we all auditioned, basically. Um, So they eliminated 10 people in one night. Uh, The judges did. Um, And then uh, every week um, until the final two, the judges did uh, eliminate, you know, from there. Um, But then at the final two, um, America got to vote uh, have their vote and say mm. you know who do you want to be the winner yeah. um and so everybody you know voted we all we both um petitioned uh you know everyone to say hey finalists on sunday best yeah please please, please <laughs> vote for me you can vote like 90 times a day tell your family oh, tell your so friends cool. just vote, vote 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 so heck yeah yeah heck yeah um so okay so your your so your career was already on its way uh, before your parents even passed because that you've just been involved in the business just for so long. And I, I'm sorry to call it a business. I, I, I realize well, it is a business. Um, it's a business. I know it's a business, but you know I'm not trying to disparage what you do at all by dirtying it with the talk of money. But, you know, <laughs> it, money is involved, folks. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, the... the uh, you know, I was reading about your dad, and he, he he did a lot of composing on his own right. And I saw what did I? I saw this tribute to him, and and Corey Henry, who who uh, is yeah. an amazing organist and plays with uh, a snarky puppy. Uh, that's where I know him from. Mighty, yeah. mighty! Oh my goodness! I'm sorry. I, <laughs> oh You're good. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, right. We're talking about this sensitive thing. Uh, th- mighty, mighty. We will put a wig on, but I want to get his. I want to get. Uh, I want to get Melvin's re- uh, response first. So I-, I will get a wig on, y'all, and I'm gonna make this smaller because it, it keeps in- interrupting our conversation. <laughs> nope, I didn't do it right. Hold on, let me. Make- <laughs> I guess that's just how it is. Okay, well. 
in any case, that's going to happen for a little bit. <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. So can you kind of tell people how, uh, what your dad did and, I mean, how a tribute, you, you know, like uh, it was a beautiful tribute, too. And um, but but, uh, uh, you know, what what exactly your dad did and, um, you know, who he's worked with. And, you know, we might not know any of the names you mentioned, but, you know, I just like. To, to get the names out there and you know yes absolutely so my dad my dad was melvin Criswell jr mm. <laughs> um he was a um a world-renowned organist um my favorite organist and oh, i'm wow. not just being biased the you know the man was a musical genius um oh. also a songwriter he was not a singer mm. <laughs> at all <laughs> um but he was an amazing songwriter as well um you know if anybody you know listens to gospel he is um, written for um, Hezekiah Walker, uh, Timothy Wright, um, James Hall and Worship and Praise, and many others. Um, so, you know, um, he was, you know, well-known in the um, gospel industry. Um, Corey Henry, um, you know, he grew up, um, if I'm not mistaken, and Corey, if you see this and I'm wrong, tell me. <laughs> but, um, you know, Corey Henry, um, I believe he started playing um, when he was three, uh, three years old. Um, and of course, I think they were from the same area, mm. um, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, my dad, um, I think Corey would, you know, kind of, you know, look at my dad sometimes and kind of, you know, pick up certain things, tips here and there. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if it was any like personal, mm. personal connections like that, but I, I do know that, that, you know, they knew each other. Yeah. Um, and so that tribute um, was at my dad's um one of my dad's funeral events um, mm. because he was such a musical guy. He had a funeral as well as a, um, a celebration just with music and different artists just showing their appreciation and love for him. Um, so he got up there. I was not expecting it. Mm. And I literally almost fell out because Corey Henry is not from planet earth. <laughs> uh, and the way he just colored that moment was just, yeah. out of this world so Corey, if you ever see this love you man thank you so much for that even though it was years ago thank you so much <laughs> no I, I i absolutely agree like I, I there was a point in there where you know i i don't i think he just did a real quick slide with the drums you know with a quick clap you know and and uh and and uh the volume came down on everything and then he like there was just this moment where the hair is raised on the back of my yeah. neck and i'm just like wow yeah. it's just it's so powerful and um, yeah. I mean, that's just why it's that's just why gospel music is just so powerful, too, because it breeds like some of the greatest musicians ever. Right. Like it's just. Yeah. Uh, 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 I mean, my gosh, the the amount of musicians that came up in the church and um, it, it's like when when a when a church player um can knows like theory and knows all that you know and grew up in the church it's like you got this unstoppable machine that just does it just doesn't quit man and it's just it's so cool i i love i always love i mean i i wish i was i it was to the point where i was like man I, if only i wouldn't have came up catholic <laughs> <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> a catholic is just like this like whole like Ricola! you know it's like i'm not trying to besmirch the good people in the catholic church but it's still it's it's boring it's boring friends it's boring and, and, and especially if your priest doesn't have much to say and they're just like I mean, it, it, I think it's like that for everybody, but I, I I do look at it as like a performance, you know what I mean? Like, um, 
you know, like preachers and in, in, in any sense, you know, it is sort of a performance, right? There's lights, there's dressed up, there's outfits, there's incense, the lighting's nice, the sound is dialed in, right? It's like a whole thing. So if, yeah. if someone doesn't go up there and give me a good performance, then I'm just so bored. <laughs> I'm talking about the Catholic Church now. Like, if you don't, if you don't have anything real to say, then it's just boring for me. I just feel like you're just phoning it in. Um, But yeah, yeah, the the uh, yeah that that whole tribute thing was absolutely incredible. uh, And Corey Henry laid it down, of course. Uh, uh, So you have some cool things coming. Oh, wait a second, I got to put on a wig, Melvin. Oh, do it, Melvin. Do it, vamp for us, Melvin. Vamp. Keep the kids entertained. (laughs) Well, people, um, while he's going to get his wig, uh, I honestly, <laughs> honestly don't know what to say. Um, I guess thanks for having me on here again. I'm so glad to be here. This podcast is amazing. I love the space theme and everything that's going on. And I am rambling. Um, you guys are hilarious with all these um, gifs, gifs, whatever you call them. Okay, he's back. Oh, man. That is... Oh, wait. <laughs> I think it's on backwards. All right. It's that a- is actually perfect. You're like an entirely different person. Yeah, I went and got a permanent. That's how I'm doing it. That's how I'm doing it, yo. I'm out here, folks. Mighty Mighty, thank you so much for putting us over our goal. We hit it again. You guys are just incredible. Thank you guys so much. We hit our our, our daily goal. And uh, those extra two uh, subs will go towards uh, Wednesday's goal, too. So thank you guys so much. I really appreciate y'all. And uh, now I get to be embarrassed in front of a a Grammy-nominated artist. So thank you, guys. Thank you. Oh, man. Please don't be embarrassed. (laughs) Uh, you know, speaking of the Grammy nomination, um, you know, like what, what's that like? Did, did you end up going to the Grammys or did you, uh, please tell us your experience. Well, first of all, to be nominated for a Grammy period, I still can't even believe it. Like I, I, that's, that's, that's incredible. Um, you know, it felt amazing for it to be, um, uh, for, for a piece of work. From my family's legacy, um, it was a song you know that my dad wrote, um, and it was you know my first really big step into the industry. Yeah. Um, so that just meant a lot to me. You know, it really let me know that um, I, I, I can do this, that I'm built for it, um, that I can really you know make a difference in this world and you know make a statement. Um, and you know, just I don't know the way it sounds like Grammy nominated. That is. That is unexplainable. Um, I didn't go to the Grammys that year because it was during the pandemic oh. and they did the Grammys virtual. Um, so I was at home. Well, actually, I was at my manager's house mm. and uh, we had a whole setup, you know, and I was sweating bullets even in the house because just to be, you know, it was everybody was on there, you mm. know, like it was one big Zoom call. I mean, you couldn't see everybody, but. <laughs> yeah. You just knew everybody was there. They're, they're looking at you. You know, right. they can see you. Yeah. So it was just like, wow, you know, like, I cannot believe that this is even happening. Like, when I got my medal, mm-hmm. oh, man, I was like, oh, man, like, I don't want to take this up. <laughs> but, that, but, you know, it was such an amazing feeling, though. Yeah. Yeah. That That, that, is, uh, that is wild. I mean, I, I think that any musician, uh, at least that grows up here in America, any mu- American musician is... Uh, I think that's what they're going for at some point, you know, like, you yeah. know, even if they're like, I'm punk rock and I'm, you know, yeah. anti-establishment, 
yeah, anybody being recognized for the things that they create. I mean, people people like that. I, I know there's certain people out there who's like, it'll get that away from me, but still. Yeah. It's still an amazing honor, and it's it's definitely sought after. So so then yeah, uh, so then you're you are, are you trying to go back for more or what? You you going you trying to do it again? You trying to go home with the gold? What's going on? Absolutely. Listen, um, I got you know I got a long ways to go in this uh, in this industry. So definitely looking forward to winning. Grammys, uh, Stellars, Double Awards. Yeah. Uh, I, my, one of my dreams is to win a Tony Award. I don't even know if a lot of people know what that is, but oh, yeah. uh, I'm really into acting. Uh, I wanted oh. to be in a movie one day, yes. uh, a TV show one day. So yes. um, I definitely want to win a Tony Award for something. I don't know. <laughs> if anybody um, doesn't know what a Tony Award is, it's what we give here in America for like Broadway musicals and stuff like that, yes. right? It, it's it, Is it yes. just musicals, though? Is it it's, um, it's plays? No, it's, what is it? It's, yeah, it's plays, musicals. Of course, they have, I believe they have composers uh, and a few other categories. I, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, but but it's all it's all based around uh, like the theater. The theater. Yeah. yeah, yes, yes. We got Carrot Top's Evil Twin. How dare you, Naders? How dare oh, you? You better man, take that, that back. Hilarious. Take it back right now. I am not a ginger. Everybody better <laughs> stop with these ginger jokes, okay? Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, that that's so awesome. So so acting. Huh? Have you done any acting? Have you have you tried? Have you done any plays? <laughs> Yes, I have done a lot of acting. Oh, cool. um, <laughs> so, um, well, I guess I can start by saying, you know, growing up, um, my mom was um, the lead character in um, this show, maybe for about three years. Um, a good friend of our family, or my mom's side of the family, she was a playwright. Mm, um, wow. And my mom was the, the she was the lead role. Um, so I would be in it as well. Um, whether I was very young, so whether it would be you know, a kid holding his mom's hand walking across the stage or, um, you know, being in different scenes, like, you know, just an extra, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I was young. I was young. So, um, you know, and then after I grew up a little bit, we did the show again. Um, I did, you know, I had some more roles that were bigger. Um, and then I believe I sang some background vocals a little bit. Um, not too much. Of course, I was still young. Um, but then, you know, moving, you know, fast forwarding, um, well, actually I can say this, when I was about three or four years old, um, I was a part of this, um, theater program, you know, for young kids. Um, and we all got the chance to audition for Broadway, um, for the Lion King on Broadway and the color purple, um, for the Lion King, I came in second of all the kids to play young Simba uh, when oh, I was young, so I didn't get it. But, you know, I, I, I have vague memories of that audition um, to this day. You know, I remember that was an amazing experience. Um, I was an extra in Spider-Man 3, so if you ever watched Spider-Man 3, look let's, for your boy. Let's uh, it, go. It's hard to spot, but <laughs> look for your boy. <laughs> Wait a so that Spider-Man 3 is Tobey Maguire still, right? The yes, Toby yes, Maguire Toby ones, McGuire, uh, with right. Venom and yeah. all them people in there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, let's go. Now we're all going to be like looking for Melvin. Like, where is he? Where, what scene are you in? So people I'm can so, look. I, you probably never find me. I'm so hard to spot. Oh. But, <laughs> did you um, spot yourself? <laughs> Have you found? Um, I I think I did because I remember what I was doing. Ah, yeah. Um, and I kind of saw like saw the action in the. It was way in the background, but 
We, I remember we were there. I remember, I think that was one of my first checks I ever got as a kid. Like, I mean, I don't think it was much, but you know, it was just, you know, Hey, I'm a kid. I got a check for doing something cool. Right? No, that's Um, whatever the amount is. That's still awesome. I mean, even if I get paid like 20 bucks for just playing a tune or something, I'm still like, wow, that's fun. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Wiz. Um, it's you know the the um, African American version of the. Wiz oh yeah, 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 yeah. The Wiz, the Wiz with yes, Michael Jackson. Uh, with yeah. Michael Jackson, yes. So yes. Um, there's a, of course, the Broadway uh, version of that, the musical. Um, I played the line in the Wiz like four times when I was in high school, <laughs> um, which was really fun. Got to sing and dance. Um, I played uh, Donkey and Shrek the musical um, with this local theater program, which was really fun. Um, and I did a couple other things, you know, um, different local plays. I did some singing and stuff like that. So that's, you know, pretty much my acting, my so, acting thing. Right there. So do you see yourself trying to like, you know, uh, leverage your success into, into acting? Is it something like, you know, maybe it's like, Hey, I'm Grammy nominated, baby. Put me on, you know, like I want to be on, you know, the If I can be TV. very honest. Mm-hmm. I absolutely don't want to. I want to be one to go through the entire screening process, Mm. the audition process. I want to have the entire feeling because I just wanted to feel, you know, authentic. Um, That I actually, you know, I don't want to go off of, you know, titles. Titles are not a thing with me. They just, they don't matter. You know, I'm grateful for everything that I'm afforded and allowed to do. Um, You know, all the, all the merits and all the, um, you know the the building of the resume it's absolutely amazing but you know to be to do something just the right way and just like everybody else would be more than fine with me yeah yeah right now reina in the chat is and she she said ease on down the road but I, I think she's referencing the whiz but uh but <laughs> she also said that she loves that and the audition process is the best she's an actress as well and That's she, awesome. she, 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 she's a musician first. She's a singer songwriter, uh, but then she, she, uh, not too long ago, started getting involved in a theater uh, here in the in the region, and uh, uh, and she was like, it, it re, it reinvigorated her, uh, her nervousness, her, you know, her, her, it, 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 because as a musician, like. You just, it's not like you become numb to the feeling of performing and all that, but it does, you sort yeah. of do build up sort of this, you know, this sort of this uh, resistance isn't the right word, but the resistance to the amount of energy that you, uh, I'm saying that all wrong. It, it, it turns into a job, not like an office job, but it turns into something that, you know, you're used to it, you know what you're doing. It, it becomes second nature, uh, and and it kind of loses excitement, even though it doesn't. It's always fun to go mm. play and stuff, but like you know, it kind of yeah. loses that like that feeling it gives you when you first start out and stuff, and you're just like everything's brand new. So to her, it was like this reinvigorating of her her creative uh, of flow. Absolutely. So like uh, because she was terrified. <laughs> she was terrified. yeah yeah yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's yeah. no, I mean, but I mean, with acting, it's like you know, it's. Every everything you do, and I'm sure she can attest to this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you know every every role that you're you know um, you go for and that you want to read for, it's a different persona. It's mm. a different person. Like you know, how would you embody that? What you're given, mm. and so that's just that's always like an exhilarating experience. Like you know, can I really come out of just who I am 
to portray this person and give the feeling, you know, make people really feel what I'm giving off, you know, like, can you feel like that? Am I me or am I not me? (laughs) Basically. So, yeah, Yeah. I definitely understand that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so, I mean, I, like the idea that idea of of acting is terrifying to me like i don't i don't want anything to do with it but it's like i tried a little bit but uh uh, but i I would love i would love to see melvin you know like you on some like sitcom or something like you know just that would be so cool to see you do that but but hopefully one day you'll get to see it well i mean you're still young man uh how old are you if you don't mind 25 25 wow 25 yeah. you have lived an entire life melvin Christelle. <laughs> uh you have, uh so then um i mean at this point do you would you even have time or the energy or the want to start auditioning or are you really focused on the music right now i'm really focused on music right now i'm just really trying to still build this uh this career but you know i don't want to wait till i'm finished building this career to start right so i think maybe within the next maybe two years Mm. i'll probably be like hey while i'm doing this let me try to come over here and see what you know see what i can pull off dip the toe man dip the toe (laughs) yeah uh it's okay so then you do have a live recording that you did in dallas that's coming out on october 15th and oh my gosh i am such a bad host Everybody, no. go, go make sure that you are following Melvin. There's his, uh, is it? Oh yeah, there's his website, his Instagram. You can you can find all this information on all his music, everything he's up to. Make sure you guys are following him. And if you're listening on the audio side, make sure you go in the show notes and click around and support your boy Melvin, and let him know that we want to see him on the next, you know, sitcom, the next big sitcom. <laughs> but the so live, wait, quick oh, correction. Oh my bad. Quick correction. Um, so my live recording is on. October 15th. Um, it oh. probably won't be out until... No, you're good. My it bad. probably won't be out until like spring okay uh, spring next, next year. year okay okay so then <laughs> yeah, i will be recording live um october 15th so if oh. anybody's in texas dallas texas area and you want to just come have an experience uh maybe get to know jesus you know just have a, a good time in a great atmosphere uh i'm excited to, to have you there so yeah. come on come on down come on down <laughs> oh yeah please do uh in, i mean it's just that, that's the thing about again i'm gonna say it a bit about gospel music is like you don't have to you don't have to be the biggest, hugest believer in God or anything. It helps, uh, but but to to appreciate it, but I mean, it certainly helps to have the faith there too. But I mean, again, I'm not the most religious human being in the world, uh, but I love gospel music, and, and obviously, I'm not like the hugest fan. I don't know everybody's name, but anything. But like, yeah. if it, it, I will, I will just put on a playlist like on Spotify. I just put on a gospel playlist at work because it's just. It's positive, uplifting, it's powerful, it has all the chops that make me go, ooh, you know, like, <laughs> ooh, and, you know, like, because it, it just, it has, it has everything I need to, 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 you know, to, to really enjoy some music. So, like, uh, yeah, uh, if, even if you're not the most religious person, I definitely suggest you go check out Melvin's music. First of all, go check out Melvin, then go dive into some gospel. I mean, you get, you just, I mean, your latest album is just, I just, it's just powerhouse after powerhouse. And oh, the vocals are so on point, man. I, I just I, I I really really respect what you're doing and uh, I really really appreciate that you took the time out of your day to talk to us and and to well, me in our community you. here. 
Yeah. No, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. This was this was like super fun. Like, yeah, <laughs> super fun. I'm so glad you enjoyed yourself, Melvin. Thank you so much for coming on. And again, everybody, make sure that you go in and follow Melvin at melvincrispell.com. His Instagram's there. And again, if you're listening on the in the audio version of this podcast, make sure you're in the show notes.